It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Kyle Krabs here, host of Locked On NFL Scouting. Join Joe Marino and me every day as we provide position-by-position analysis of the upcoming NFL Draft. Check out the Locked On NFL Scouting podcast with the Draft Dudes on YouTube or wherever you listen to your favorite podcasts. You are Locked On Cowboys, your daily Dallas Cowboys podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Welcome back to the Locked On Cowboys Podcast. I am Marcus Mosher. He is Landon McCool. And Landon, we are getting ready for the Cowboys Week 13 game against the Saints. Uh, But before we preview that game and get into all of the news, uh, from Tuesday and Wednesday. How are you doing today, sir? Good. You know, it's uh, <laughs> yesterday we talked about how the the news can't comes fast and furious. Uh, and after we got off the uh, podcast, it it certainly continued to come fast and furious as we had three pretty major pieces of news break in the last twenty four hours. Uh, so we definitely got to talk about some of that stuff. And then uh, we, I'm excited to talk about <laughs> looking forward to another game and, and just kind of try to put the last two games behind us. Honestly. Yeah, we've got some good, bad, and some ugly news we need to talk about for the Cowboys. Let's oh, talk like about the good that. news first. Uh, Amari Cooper. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Amari Cooper uh, activated off the COVID-19 list. Uh, we've got some reports that he will travel with the team on Thursday. Now, doesn't necessarily mean he's going to play, but my guess is if he is traveling, he's traveling. He's got a pretty good idea he's going to play, right? My my assumption is they want to see how he warms up, how his conditioning looks, and if everything goes well, he's going to be active and will play. How many snaps he plays, who knows? They might try to ease him in, but sounds like there's a really good chance that Amari Cooper is playing this week. Yeah, and you know, I mean. We, we can all have our own feelings about about that and about whether <laughs> someone who is, was reported reportedly coughing yesterday in the building should necessarily be traveling with the team. But, uh, you know, they have medical experts on these teams. They 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 test these guys. They'll they be wearing a mask. They'll be wearing a mask. And, you know, hopefully they, everyone understands what's going on there. So, uh, yeah, the thing I worry about is, is at this point the conditioning, you know, and just because it sounded like he got sick, pretty sick. Uh, and, you know, it, it definitely can take some of the wind out of you. I think, you know, we kind of saw that with Ezekiel Elliott, who had a, a pretty pretty big case last year. So, um, you know, the hope is that he's able to kind of come in and give you a couple of good snaps, uh, hopefully on some key downs, and, and, and you know, be a, a productive, useful player. Uh, but I, I don't know that we should go into the game expecting uh, full-strength Amari Cooper uh, just because he's cleared off of the uh, COVID list and he hasn't played in two weeks. I think the Cowboys need him for a couple different reasons, obviously because this is a really good Saints secondary. But on top of that, Cedric Wilson, I don't think is going to play. He's been dealing with an ankle injury, yeah. missed the last two days of practice. And if you don't have Amari, all of a sudden, like Noah Brown and Malik Turner and Semi Fahoku have like yeah. big roles in this team. If you at least have Amari, and let's say he's basically functioning as your third receiver, you know, you can do some things where he's only playing on passing downs. You can have Noah Brown come in and do the first and second down stuff and block. I think you can be fine with your with the top three receivers and Noah Brown as your top four. I think, I think they'll be okay. And again, this is a better situation than we got 
versus Kansas City. I'm trying to remember if it was <laughs> the games are starting to blend in together. You know, where where Cooper practiced all week and we got a game plan involving Cooper all week, and then suddenly he was taken away from us on the on and then no, C. Lamb was was lots of halftime, right? Yeah, yeah. And then C D Lamb was lost at halftime. So uh, you know, I think it, it wasn't Kansas City, was it? It was the week before that. God, that was Kansas City. Yeah. Was it? Kansas okay. City. So yeah, it's just that it, one of those things where you it, you know you, you you haven't had him all week so it's it's a little bit easier to kind of fold him into the game plan because you know he knows the routes or whatever you can yep. put him out there in certain situations you haven't necessarily been game planning with uh, a reliance on him being there yep. so uh, I, I think that that's uh you know that's the good thing here is that they've kind of been preparing all week without him so him coming in late is is a, an added bonus that it's easy to kind of fold him in without disrupting too much of your game plan I agree. I, I don't think he's going to be the every down starter that we saw no. before COVID, but 30, 35 snaps seems like the right number, assuming that he can go. Uh, all right. Bad news. Uh, Brent Urban, the Cowboys defensive tackle, who has been on the injured reserve list with a tricep injury, uh, officially had surgery. I believe it was yesterday, according to his wife on Twitter, which means he'll be out for the rest of the season. How big of a loss is that for Dallas? I mean, I think it's it's a noticeable loss. I mean, uh, I think you know it's tough for uh, it's tough for a lot of people to kind of notice the impact that Brent Urban has, you know, down to down. Uh, but he was a, a huge part of kind of muddying up the middle, taking on double teams, uh, and, and just kind of being a, a, a an, an immovable force, an immovable body in the middle of that of our defense uh, that kind of slowed down the run. And I think the 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 D struggled you know specifically you know, two weeks ago but i think even recently kind of stopping the run yeah. um i think that you know the <laughs> the emergence of tristan hill in the last game kind of helped us uh <laughs> mitigate some of that we'll talk about more on that in a minute um but i think that you know he was really starting uh, he being brent urban was really starting to come on at, at, in his last few games and, and really start to establish himself as as a uh, important piece of that run yeah. defense uh, I don't know if there's like a replacement that's available uh, on the team or on the street that's like a one-to-one replacement for what Urban does. But um, uh, you know, I'm 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 hopeful he gets you know he gets healthy soon and and comes back next year ready to go. Uh, the Cowboys are gonna have to find a way to kind of go on for the rest of the year, the year without him. Yeah, I believe he signed a one-year deal with the Cowboys. But my guess is they'd like to have him back, especially if yeah. it's going to be close to the veteran minimum. He gives you at least a fairly high floor as to what they want to do. So I do expect him back. In this game, it's going to be a lot of Osa Odizuba, Carlos Watkins, probably some of your guy, Justin Hamilton. Maybe we even see Bohana a little bit in this game. Uh, well, we will not see Tristan Hill in this one, Landon. Uh, has He's been suspended by the NFL now by one game, uh, after Derek Brooks, former linebacker for the Buccaneers, was, held the appeal, uh, they did reduce the suspension from two games to one game, which I can live with, right? I think one-game suspension makes a lot more sense than a two-game one. Is it still a little harsh? Probably, but it does make a lot more sense. Two games was just far too much. But they, uh, any thoughts they went- in the NFL reducing this uh, sentence? They went from outrageously ridiculous to just ridiculous. Uh, you did know, it, I mean, well, hold look on, at, hold on. Did it almost feel like that they did a two-game suspension on purpose so they could reduce it down to yeah. one and say, like, "Hey, we yeah. we're trying to accommodate yeah. you guys." And, and and again, like you know, why did they? If they sure came up with that solution pretty fast, 
You know, and, and, and the idea usually with with uh, with uh, appealing suspensions is that you get to play the next game and that whatever the whatever the ruling is would apply to the following week. They had that loaded up pretty quickly. It's kind of crazy that once the penalty got away from two Philadelphia Eagles, it was cut by 50 percent. That's just a. <laughs> an odd thing i'd like to point out um uh, i i just think you know look uh, again a lot of this is being tongue-in-cheek do i really think that there's some sort of you know nfl conspiracy here uh i know it's just no, they're just incompetent but, but, it's yeah, so it's, inconsistent. It, that's, that's that's really that, what it is that's what it is exactly is that there's yep. no consistency yep. it's complete incompetence there's there's no uh uh you know, the NFL tries to conduct business like it's an authority on anything. It's it's a joke. There's no uh, rhyme so, or reason why guys get fined certain amounts and suspended certain. It's just it's ridiculous. But it's just completely uh, arbitrary. They will not have Tristan Hill this week. Obviously, that hurts with Neville Gallimore yep. still out. However, there's a you know a chance that in Week 14 when the Cowboys play Washington, they'll get back back both Tristan Hill and Neville Gallimore. And maybe Randy Gregory. So you might be getting almost a full starting defensive line coming back this week. Uh, that will be very, very helpful. Um, all right. Let's 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 preview this game, Landon. But before we do that, we should tell you guys about BetOnline. It remains your number one spot for all the sports action this season. Head to the new updated desktop or mobile website to sign up today to receive your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. Just use promo code LOCKDOWN to receive your bonus. From basketball, football, NHL, boxing, and UFC, right to your favorite Vegas casino games, don't wait to take advantage of all the amazing offers available for the 2021 season. Bet online is the fastest and easiest way to bet on all of your favorite sports. We're driven by the search for better, but when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search, match with Indeed. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. Just go to Indeed.com slash podcast right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com slash podcast. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire. You need Indeed. Let's stick with the Cowboys defense against the Saints offense. Uh, Sean Payton playing it very coy, not naming Taysom Hill the starter, but basically he is. Uh, How do you think the Cowboys defense with Demarcus Lawrence back in the lineup, hopefully, uh, will fare? Yeah, I mean, that's we you really are hopeful there because I do think that that it's going to be a big run game, uh, you know, and whether that's, you know, use including using Taysom Hill as, as a runner as well. Obviously, that he has a lot of ability there kind of how he got his start in general playing kind of a jack of all trades role for uh, uh, for for New Orleans. Uh, and, and, you know, they clearly have made a switch to Taysom Hill with the idea that, okay, uh, the conventional offense with uh, Simeon isn't working. Uh, he, 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 you know, I thought he played admirably to, to a large degree, he's but a fine I, backup, I think, right? yeah, exactly. He's a fine backup. Uh, I think that they realized that if they wanted to do anything this year, that they really needed to find a way to uh, inject some variance into this offense because it just become had become very stale. And I think you know, the idea is, is that they believe that they can become a thorn in a lot of teams' sides by having sort of an unconventional, difficult-to-prepare-for mm-hmm. offense uh, that's led by Peyton and, and, and you know, obviously now Taysom Hill – uh, that that is like I said, difficult to prepare for. Uh, you know, kind of a unique one-off situation. 
uh, and that they can catch some of these teams off guard. And, 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 and a lot of that's buoyed by the fact that they're, they are hoping to have a strong running attack at the core of it, right? So they can keep the other team's offenses uh, mm-hmm. opportunities low. They have a very solid defense. So playing a, a, a strong run game with a, with a solid defense uh, and then mixing in some unconventional elements to kind of create splash plays – that's that's a pretty good recipe for trying to win a football game when you're dealing with a backup quarterback. Uh, so, and I think that's ultimately what they're going to try to do. They've gotten a little bit better play from their wide receivers than I think that they even expected. Um, but I, I, I do think that this is a team that, talent-wise, uh, especially on the off, well, I mean, not just especially on the offense, but uh, is really found a lot on the trenches to a large degree. Um, not as much on the outside, you know, you, you see two talented, one and a half really talented running backs probably. Yeah. Uh, and then a quarterback who, you know, in Taysom Hill, like I said, he, he's not a, he's, I mean, he is basically a trick quarterback in some sense. So he's not necessarily a threat, uh, as much in, as in a traditional role, kind of in a drop, drop back passing role. Uh, but, but, but look out for bootlegs, look out for trick plays, look out for wildcat, look out for all of the stuff that. Uh, that, that teams can do to kind of mix things up to get their, uh, you know, athletic quarterbacks in a position to make plays. I will say this. I think if the Saints were healthy, I think they could actually get by with Taysom Hill and be a fairly good offense. Like if they had Michael Thomas and they had Adam Troutman and they had a healthy offensive line, I think they have enough weapons to to really do some damage. Unfortunately, they're not healthy, and yeah. it's going to be awfully hard for them to score points at this game. So let's just go through their injuries. Now, some of this is up in the air because we're recording this on Wednesday. The Saints have not had their official stuff come out yet, but Teron Armstead, the Pro Bowl left tackle, has not practiced this week. You would assume he probably doesn't play. Ryan Ramchek, they're all pro right tackle, and I think they're best offensive lineman. He was limited on Monday, did not practice on Tuesday with a knee injury. He's trending towards not playing, and, and that's a, certainly a problem. They're already missing one of their guards in Andres Pete, who is on the injured reserve list. Yep. So that's three starters, all three who are high quality, that might not play in this game. Obviously, no Michael Thomas. Adam Troutman, their starting tight end, got hurt against Buffalo. He's on the injured reserve list. And we'll see about Alvin Kamara. Even if he plays, I would have to assume the workload is not going to be as big as usual. So Sean Payton knows that this offense is compromised. So I think they are going to do some crazy stuff to try to generate points, you know, double reverses, trick passes. I mean, anything they can do to move the ball, I think it's going to be, it's going to be you know available to them. So in one hand, it makes them easier to defend because they just don't have oh, the talent. Yeah. But on the other end, dangerous. It's, it's Sean Payton, right? He's going yep, to be wild absolutely. and crazy in this game. Dangerous. That's, I mean, it's a dangerous, it's a, it's a cornered wild animal. You know, it's it, and, and and the difference here is that Sean Payton has this stuff in his playbook. This isn't stuff that he's needing to like draw up on the back of a sheet just because Taysom Hill's you know the quarterback this week. Sean, uh, Payton's got this stuff in his playbook already. The double reverses, the reverse yeah, yeah. passes. I mean, he was doing that stuff when Drew Brees was still his quarterback. Oh, yeah. for God's sakes. Yeah. And so now you think he's not going to pull out a ton of that stuff now that he doesn't have Drew Brees? So. Uh, I think what this commitment to Hill means to me, I mean, I think part of it is that if I'm not mistaken, Simeon is dealing with some injury stuff too, right? Yeah, is, I think he'll it? be available, but I, yeah, my but I guess think he is kind of banged up Hill too. Show. It, we yeah. should also mention about this with Taysom Hill. The reason why he has not played over the last month is he's dealing with plantar fasciitis. So yeah. 
they didn't announce him the starter yet because they wanted to see how he was dealing with the injury during practice and stuff. So there's a chance that even he is compromised a little bit. Maybe we don't see as much running from him, but I kind of doubt it. Yeah. I mean, I just think that if you're making this switch to, to Hill, uh, it's and look because it, simply because it, it, and not to get fully into the Sean Payton and, and Taysom Hill New Orleans Saints show, but if you go back and look, like they made a conscious effort when Winston went down that they were not going to make Taysom Hill their backup quarterback. They wanted to kind of keep him in that role. And, and I think about it the way I think about Tony Pollard, right? Like if Ezekiel mm-hmm. Elliott was hurt full time, I don't know that Tony. Well, maybe now Tony Pollard. Maybe now I think last year you would have been right. They, right. They last year keep him you that remember team touch role. Exactly. Like, I think that's kind of how they view Taysom Hill is that they like him as a changeup guy. And if, and, and, and if the main quarterback got hurt, they wanted a, a backup quarterback to come in and run the offense for the most part and keep Hill's role the same as it was. I think at this point now there's a sense of desperation that we just, that we just discussed and they're probably putting it all on the line if they, if they, if Hill is, is going to be out there playing. So uh, yeah, I, I would, I would, I would be shocked if they put out Taysom Hill out there and then ran just kind of a conventional Saints offense the full game, that would be that would be rather surprising. I th- Sean Payton is one of the best at understanding how to win individual games and what's necessary to, to win those games. And, and I think he, he will look at the situation, especially now that Cooper is potentially playing for the Cowboys, and think we got to score a bunch of points. Uh, and, and the way, only way to do that with Taysom Hill at quarterback is probably to, to throw a bunch of tricks out there to do whatever we can to get our guys open uh, because we can't necessarily rely on Taysom Hill to make, you know, big time throw, big time throw to keep up with Dak Prescott. Um, all right. So question for you about the Cowboys defense do in this game, do you play a lot of cover one and basically dare the, the saints to try to throw the ball down the field? Do you play cover two and let them just take on everything underneath and prevent the big plays? What are you doing in this game? Yeah. I mean, I think, I don't know that you need to play a ton of man, honestly. I mean, you can, I mean, because the Cowboys enjoy playing a lot of man, but I think that, you know, with, with the fear really being about, uh, you know, kind of being abused in the run game, I, I would consider kind of going back to a more traditional cover one, cover three and, and daring Taysom Hill to beat you with these wide receivers. I, uh, I also think you want your corners looking at the ball because they're going to exactly. dump the ball off. They're going to dump the ball off the running backs and you want, guys to be able to tackle if Taysom Hill gets outside of the tackle box, right? Yeah. You know, any of these guys, I mean, you know, that's the thing is that the way that they're going to get big plays is by splash yak, right? Like by getting the ball in their hands and then, and then creating after the catch, Uh, you know, obviously, especially with uh, that running back duo. So uh, yeah, I think anything that's keeping the eyes, you know, towards the light of scrimmage, just because, you know, look, where's the where's the most immediate threat? The most immediate threat is not in Taysom Hill necessarily shredding you on the back end. Mm-hmm. If that starts to happen, then you can make adjustments. But I, I think, you know, to, to slow down the Saints offense, uh, especially, again, Hill's hurt. He's got to play Tar Fasciadius. So I think if you keep it all in front of you, yep. they're going to have a really hard time kind of uh, continually producing first downs. Uh, if they can't hit on a whole bunch of these trick plays. The key to this game for the Cowboys is getting into third and long. Like if you get this team into third and seven, third and eight, I think you're going to be fine. Now, if the Saints are constantly in third and one and third and two and they can run quarterback sneaks and they can run just up the middle with Mark Ingram, you're going to have some problems stopping this offense. Like I could see some long drives, but I just don't think Taysom Hill is going to – 
is going to consistently convert on third long. And when he does, that's great. Good for him. I, I just don't see that happening. Yeah. And again, uh, it's a bad combination, much like for the Cowboys, how it was for the Cowboys. The injury report is a bad match for the way that they want to play, right? Like not potentially not having both of those starting tackles in a game where you want to lean on people and already not having Andrews Pete in there. I mean, that's like for the Cowboys, not having Tyron Smith, Zach Martin, and Leo Collins, or whoever you want to put as your favorite right tackle. Uh, that's it's, it's a pretty huge loss uh, for, for that team that, again, wants to lean on the run when since they don't quite have the horses to – uh, be a threat as a passing team. It's like Dallas losing their top two receivers in a game where they need to score a lot of points, right? It's it's very, very similar. Um, all right. I want to talk about the, the the Cowboys offense against the Saints defense. But before we do that, let's tell you guys about Built Bar. You know Built Bar. It's the best tasting protein bar out there. It's hard to even explain it. Real chocolate, amazing flavors, just a great combination of low calories, high protein, and low sugar with no crazy additives. Best of all, they taste fantastic. Go to BuiltBar.com and use promo code LOCK to get 10% off your next box at BuiltBar.com. If you're looking for the most comprehensive NFL draft coverage this offseason, look no further than the Locked On NFL Scouting Podcast. Join the draft dudes, Kyle Krabs and Joe Marino, as they go position by position through the NFL free agent class and into the star-studded crop of college stars who will be selected in the 2024 NFL Draft. If you want to know who your favorite NFL team should be adding to its roster, you need to check out Locked On NFL Scouting. Available on YouTube and wherever you get your podcasts. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. Can I All add right. one more thing real quick before we sure. move on to offense? I, I think we need to talk about how important and how great it is that Demarcus Lawrence is potentially back for this game. Because I think, you know, it's a huge impact, especially if these tackles aren't playing. Uh, it's going to be a, a huge mismatch for 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 their, in the in the advantage of the Cowboys. Uh, it's kind of been a afterthought with all the other crazy stuff that's happened mm-hmm. this week. But make no mistake, the Cowboys getting potentially their best, maybe their second best, depending on how great Parsons is. Uh, defensive player back after almost the entire season of missing him is a huge boost to this defense. Yeah, right now, assuming Armstead and Ramchek don't play, it's going to be Jordan Mills at left tackle. You might remember him. He was on the Cowboys yep. practice squad for a little bit. And James Hurst, a, a former guard from the Ravens, who's actually played okay at right tackle yep. this year. But um, I think Armstead and Ramchek are the best tackle combination in the league when they're healthy. I agree. Uh, so it's unfortunate that we won't be able to see those guys. But all right, Cowboys defense – or excuse me, Cowboys offense against the Saints defense. Saints defense is good. They, they've yep. got a lot of talent. They're really well coached. Now they are missing uh, Chauncey Gardner Johnson, who is a really good slot corner, super physical. But even with the Cowboys being fairly healthy on offense, they're not going to have an easy time moving the ball up and down the field in this unit. Uh, how do you think they're going to perform here? You know, it's going to be interesting to see because uh, I, I have to imagine that we'll see uh, some cover two shell stuff. You know, just because that uh, is something that they're comfortable playing and and and. Uh, it, 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 it's a methodology that has been successful against a lot of starting quarterbacks. Uh, it, and, you know, obviously I guess against the Cowboys in one of those games uh, that they had previously lost. Uh, so uh, I wouldn't be surprised if that's where they start. You know, I think it's concerning that we hear terms like full load with Zeke when he's dealing with injury issues like that, because 
you know, I think that they are going to need to run the football a little bit, but I do think that they need to find a way to give a heavier portion to Pollard this week. Uh, you know, simply because, you know, Zeke is doing what he can, but he's still struggling with his yeah. knee injury. And I think that it's going to be a, a great opportunity for the Cowboys to get uh, some big plays against uh, against the second level. Demario Davis is a heck of a linebacker. He's I think amazing. That, Incredible. There's just no way around that. Uh, but but uh, Quan Alexander is not uh, the Quan Alexander that no. anybody remembers from any point other than uh, you know, the last few years in, in uh, New Orleans or, or last few years in Tampa. So he is someone that could be exploited on that second level. Um, but I think the Cowboys have got to find a way to uh, create mismatches. Uh, it's a, the, the thing that really helps, I think, with the Cowboys this week is if you get Cooper back, if he can play some snaps, that gives you the ability to finally kind of take advantage of that third corner, right? And I think in this case, uh, it's whoever's playing the slot, which I – I think it's probably PJ Williams, right? Uh, and then, uh, well, Wilson, so well, yeah, I mean, it's been PJ Williams, and he's really played a lot of safety this year. But yeah, it's it's PJ. Yeah, and, and, I mean, I'm sure Lattimore. Like, I wouldn't be surprised if Lattimore was following somebody into the slot if well, that's the our, case. So here's my thought. My wondering is, is Dallas basically going to use uh, Amari Cooper as a decoy in this game? Because in the last yeah. meeting in 2019, Lattimore followed Amari. So is Dallas going to basically be like, hey, Amari, go out to the outside. Just yeah, run exactly. your routes. Go stand over there. <laughs> let's let's let CD Lamb and Michael Gallup cook against the other guys. So the other corner is Paul Sandadebo, yeah. who's made some plays this year. He's he, sure. he's very much in the in the mold of Trevon Diggs, where mm-hmm. he's really aggressive. He's going to sit on some routes, but you can get him a lot. So maybe this is a game where it's great that Amari's back, but he's really just being a decoy so they can yeah. abuse everybody else. And honestly, that's that's how I view it, right? Is that okay? You two guys cover our two top guys. Now let's see what Michael Gallup can do against Paulson Adiba, which I'm, you know, I think that is a very bad matchup for the Saints because, uh, you know, Adibo is going to sit on the short stuff. He's going to be he's going to be a physical player uh, at the line of scrimmage. Mm-hmm. But I, I'm, you know, just based on what I remember watching him at Stanford and seeing a few Saints games this year. Gallup is the kind of player that he will struggle with because yeah. he'll be physical at the at the point of catch down the field. He's faster than a Debo. He can get behind him. He's savvy. Uh, so I think that's an that's a matchup that the Cowboys should take advantage of. Not that a Debo is a bad player. I just think that it's a specifically bad matchup yeah. for him well, to go against Michael Gallup. The other corner that they're going to use some in the slot is Bradley Roby, who's coming back from injury. He's been really up and down over the yeah. last couple of years. Um, I, I think CD Lamb would do well there, especially because Ra- Roby doesn't really tackle all that well. Um, the Saints defense, I'm just going to say this again. They're good. They're going to make life mm. hard on the Cowboys offense. This is not going to be a game where the Cowboys, you know, walk the ball up and down the field against them. They did, but the Bills didn't do that last week either. They forced some turnovers. They made them work for all their points. I think it's going to be the same thing here. Like if the Cowboys score 27 points in this game, they're going to earn it. Absolutely. I mean, I think it's going to be a difficult sledding. You're playing in New Orleans, which is always a difficult place to play. Um, so I, I think, you know, you got Brad remember... Rogers officiating the game. Uh, yeah. I mean, you know, it's, we, we haven't even talked about the matchup with the refs yet. Um, we should do that as our third, our fourth we should do that as a third segment, right? <laughs> 
Yeah, I, I, I it's, it's going to be tough sledding. I, I think it's, it's, it's not going to be a high-scoring game. I don't think you know, no. across either team. So I, I think it's points are going to be at a premium. Uh, you know, in, in my mind, the Cowboys, uh, especially with the way that the injury reports look right now, uh, look to have the advantage uh, a little bit. But I, I don't think this is going to be an easy game at, by any stretch of the imagination. The Cowboys are still reeling. The Saints are reeling. You know, yeah, the, the, both of these teams are, are, I mean, I hate to use the, the phrase again, are both w- cornered wild animals. So uh, it, yeah. anything can happen. These teams are both really dangerous right now and both pissed off about their current s- scenarios. Uh, so it, it'll be interesting to see how it all hashes out on Thursday. Uh, I do want to point people out that the Saints dominated the Buccaneers in, in New Orleans. Like they can go crazy on defense. Like their defense is just really good. They can win this game by themselves. And that's what you have to be careful of here for the Cowboys. Offense is the uh, the Saints offense probably is not going to score. They're probably not going to score a ton of points. So you don't need to be overly aggressive on offense, right? You don't need to be taking chances when the the, the plays aren't there because that's how this game is going to flip. If you kind of just play your game, throw it to the open guy, play safe, this is probably going to be a game that you win in the fourth quarter. It'll be close, but it'll probably be one that you win. If, if you start getting outside of your game plan, that's where trouble could happen. I think both teams are going to, in order to win, they're going to need to be methodical on driving the football down the field. It's not going to be a bunch of big plays. I just don't think because, well, on the Saints side, they don't necessarily have the you know, players as much to consistently produce big plays like that. And for the Cowboys, they're facing a very difficult defense. Yep. I think I just right now I have a little bit more trust in the Cowboys <laughs> offense to consistently drive the ball down the field uh, and get points at the end than I do the Saints as they're currently con- uh, con- you know, created right now. We also should mention again <laughs> – no Mike McCarthy in this game. It's been a really weird yep. practice week for the Cowboys. They have not been allowed in the weight room all uh, all week. Uh, they've lost some offensive line coaches due to COVID. That stuff matters. And I know yeah. it, it might seem like it doesn't matter. And some people kind of make fun of Mike McCarthy for you know stuff that he does on the sidelines. But that kind of stuff matters when your entire work, week is disrupted. We'll see. Uh, do you want to make a prediction on this game or no? Yeah, I mean, I, I'm picking the Cowboys. I mean, I, I think, you know, like I said, both it's a very difficult game for both teams. Honestly, they, both teams have got a lot of stuff working against them. Yeah, uh, and that's that's the kind of thing that actually gives me a little bit of hope because it's not just the Cowboys that are dealing with, you know, COVID and suspensions and injuries. Yeah. I mean, the, the the Saints are dealing with injuries too. The Saints are dealing with setbacks too. So, uh, I just think that you know. As the as it as it stands right now, based on what we've seen in the, in the practice reports, the Cowboys are the more talented of the two teams, I, I, and I think clearly uh, at this point. Uh, and it, it, the, the, but obviously there are a lot of things that are going to make this a close game. All the things we mentioned, playing it yep. in New Orleans, Sean Payton, all that stuff, high variance offense, all those things are are in play. I just think that if if we were to simulate out these these games a hundred times. I think the Cowboys would win 65 times, you know, so I, I just, I just have more trust in their, in our offense to drive the ball and score points yeah. than I do New Orleans. Yeah. We really need to win this week. So I'm picking the saints to Good. win uh, on the Good. road yeah. or excuse me at home, four point underdogs. I think that team's going to be fired up. Uh, I think it's going to be just a weird game. Uh, so I'm picking the saints. You're welcome. I, I hope it works. I do. <laughs> uh, all right. <laughs> That is it for today's show. Tomorrow we'll do a crossover show uh, with Ross Jackson uh, of Locked on Saints. Make sure you're listening to his show uh, for all the latest stuff with the, the New Orleans Saints. 
Um, we'll be back here on late Thursday, Friday uh, for a recap. Uh, and then, Landon, we get to be, go back to a regular schedule. Uh, oh, games shoot. on Sunday afternoon. This is this is fantastic. So Thank God. This yeah, is looking forward to that. Uh, yeah. You can follow Landon on Twitter at NicoleBCB. You can follow the show at LockedOnCowboys. And I'm at Marcus underscore Mosher. And we'll see you next time. Is your team eliminated from the playoffs and in need of reinforcements? Maybe it's time for a rebuild, or maybe they're just a player or two away from taking home the Lombardi Trophy. Either way, join Keith Sanchez and Damian Parson for Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast. They'll tell you which college football stars your team will be taking in the 2024 NFL Draft. Check out Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. If you're looking for the most comprehensive NFL draft coverage this offseason, look no further than the Locked On NFL Scouting Podcast. Join the draft dudes, Kyle Krabs and Joe Marino, as they go position by position through the NFL free agent class and into the star-studded crop of college stars who will be selected in the 2024 NFL Draft. If you want to know who your favorite NFL team should be adding to its roster, you need to check out Locked On NFL Scouting. Available on YouTube and wherever you get your podcasts. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team, every day.